Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media on gabgitter and facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. On our website, thesecretteachings.info, you can find my books, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, and our Patreon page for behind-the-scenes content. You can also find our free show archive on the website with links to various radio and podcast players. If you are listening on one of those players, please leave us a review. Let us and other people know what you think of The Secret Teachings. Give us a couple of stars and let people know how well you think we do here on the broadcast Monday through Friday. When you do that, it helps to grow the show. And when you buy one of my books, sign up on Patreon grab a water filter, or the most beneficial way to support the show is to subscribe to our full show archive with montages, with my digital books, early access to the show when it's pre-recorded, and yearly subscribers also get a physical copy of one of my books. Just subscribe to the archive on the website. You'll also get rid of those annoying monetized ads on all of the other platforms. You'll get a private RSS feed to plug into your player on your phone or tablet or computer. And it will support the show while giving you access to everything we do here Monday through Friday. It is the only way and the only reason that we are able to stay on air here on The Secret Teachings. And I really appreciate all of you who support us and continue to back what we do. No matter how controversial, no matter how many times we cross and crisscross over the standard political and religious and other forms of social and cultural lines because this show is not on the left or on the right. Sometimes I don't even feel like I'm down the center. And it's really hard when you get on social media, the algorithm is either built for one side of the spectrum, that's how most social media is built, or the other side is built like Gab and Gitter for the other side of the spectrum, although they claim to be about free speech. But I've not experienced that on those platforms. On Gab, they don't let me post most of the time. They throttle back my posts on Gab, so I stopped really using Gab. And I know that makes conservatives upset because, oh, don't say that. Gab's a good platform. Well, maybe I'm stupid. Or, or maybe, uh, maybe I just don't know how to use it. I, I, they won't let me post on Gab most of the time, so I don't know what to think. I mean, ultimately, I don't care. You know, at the end of the day, I I don't care about social media. It matters so little to me that I feel embarrassed talking about it because I just feel like I'm being judged by people. Like, why are you on social media at all? I mean, yeah, I'm on it because of the show, and sometimes it's funny to see what people post, but I really just generally don't care. Although, I will admit, last night, I was sitting on the couch, 
and I was I decided to I haven't watched a TV show for a couple of days, so I decided to watch a TV show, and I was putting together tonight's radio show, and I thought, you know what, I'm I'm going to create a Twitter account. Now I've had a Twitter account before, and I got banned on Twitter. I honestly don't even remember what I got banned for, but I didn't even get the standard. You've been warned. It was just your accounts blocked and banned. And when I went, I mean, that was several years ago. And when I went to try to log into it last night, thinking maybe maybe the ban was over because I just I stopped using it because I thought I, I just don't care. So, and 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 my account was gone. Maybe maybe they blocked it and I never logged back in. So so it deletes after a certain period of time. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure, but I decided I'm going to create a Twitter account. And so I got on there and uh, I already got more followers on Twitter. Not many. It's not nothing to brag about, but I already got more followers on Twitter than I have on Gab in about an hour. So I thought, okay, you know, Twitter, I guess Twitter's happening. Twitter's popping. So I, (laughs) I created the profile and I made like one post. I, I, I honestly don't even know how it works. I sent, I actually thought I was posting to the, to the feed and I ended up sending a message to somebody. <laughs> I have no clue how it works. And again, I don't. I don't really care. I mean, if that's where everybody is, and that's the, if, if Twitter is now where everybody is going to, to be able to speak freely, we're told, then I'm in. That's cool. I, I'm. I'm. I'm happy to hang out on Twitter, and just not really focus a lot on the other social media platforms. I mean, I, I'm disconnected from that world. If I'm being honest with you, I have absolutely no clue what goes on on social media. I, I don't understand Twitter. I don't understand Gab. I don't understand Gitter. People tell me, oh, you don't have to even use hashtags. Just post stuff on there. It'll get popular. It does not happen with, with anything that I post. People can't even see what I post most of the time. It's like no matter where I go, my, my, my profile, my internet avatar is... I don't even want to say censored. It's just like it's it's dialed back. And and I know the reason for that, because, again, the algorithm is set to either promote one side or the other. And when you don't really support one side or the other, you end up in this this beyond space. You end up in this purgatory of the Internet and nobody cares. Conservatives don't care. Liberals don't care. You're not an atheist, but you're also not a Christian. You're not a Muslim but you'll hear everybody out. I mean, that's hard to, 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 to function on social media because everything is wired to push one thing or another. And, and there isn't anything available on the internet where you can actually have an open discussion. But that's supposedly what Twitter's going to be now. And it's a really great day for uh, minorities because um, Twitter was purchased for $44 billion by an African-American who believes that it is a free speech platform and he would like to make it a free speech platform more keen to what it used to be, overhaul the platform and really secure its true potential. That's right. Elon Musk is actually African-American by definition. And though Elon Musk uh, looks to maintain several shareholders and pay less than the full $44 billion in cash, he now owns the most influential social media platform on the planet. 
Some might argue it's the second inf- most influential behind Facebook, but it is, it is in essence one of the most influential social media platforms on the planet. So some people are troubled by the purchase and they're threatening to leave the platform as if self-appointed arbiters of reality and censor-driven fact-checkers hold any honest sway. Once again, as much as I don't care about social media, people on social media don't care if people threaten to leave social media. Who are you? Nobody cares. Nobody cares if you're going to leave social media. The same people said they're going to leave the country if Donald Trump's the president. Well, no, none of them left. Are they going? I, why do we, Why do we care if they're going to? I mean, these people are so self-important. I'm going to leave Twitter if Elon Musk buys it. Well, where are you at? Like I saw, like one person deleted their Twitter profile who was high profile. You, you're you're going to get rid of all your following now because you don't like Elon Musk. I mean, the biggest question, though, the the, the bigger question is whether a certain former president is going to be reinstated, as if that's the defining question of the 21st century. Oh my God, is is Donald Trump going to be reinstated? Who cares? Why do you care so much if Donald Trump's going to be reinstated on Twitter? Is that really the the driving energy behind like your your inquiry? I mean, there are so many questions to ask in life. There's so many things to think about and philosophize upon. And the mainstream media, because they're on one side of that spectrum, they want to know, is Elon Musk going to let Trump back on Twitter? And the other side's like, yes, please let Trump back on Twitter. Who cares? I don't care. I don't care if Trump is on Twitter. I, I, I don't care if some person with a million followers leaves Twitter. I mean, but that, that's kind of the other thing is that a lot of people, a lot of hope, high, high pro- profile people started losing followers yesterday. Why? Well, because their followers were bots. And I don't know if they honestly, uh, they honestly thought that they had those followers, that those were people. Or if they um, were just trying to, to, to save face and make it you know, look like, I, didn't under, I don't understand why I lost 10,000 followers, because they were bots. They're not real. It's fake. And of course, the irony won't be lost either that those opposing Elon Musk's private overtake of Twitter have also been the biggest proponents of slogans like, it's a private company, they can do whatever they want, and if you don't like it, build your own company. Because, see, people are upset that Elon Musk might actually allow for open discussion on Twitter. And that's really, really dangerous to people who don't like other people's opinions. That's really, really dangerous to censors and self-appointed arbiters of reality. That's really, really dangerous to a politically elite class that has an echo chamber that is so influential over everything Every action in society is dictated through social media, and a lot of that's through Twitter, and even over elections. This is all, the, 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 it's like the biggest bowl of irony you've ever seen. Because now these people who said, Twitter can do whatever it wants. It's a private company. If they want to censor, they can censor. And if you don't like it, just build your own platform. Build your own company. Gosh. And so people did build their own companies. They built Gab and they built they built Gitter, and that works for some people if they're on the right. But 
now the same people that said build your own company, it's private, they can do whatever they want, don't like that Elon Musk publicly says he's going to make the company more open, he's going to basically revive the old Twitter, and you're going to be allowed to do whatever you want on the platform so long as you don't do things like, well, call for violence and you know, you're not posting pictures of kitty porn. And I read an article on that, and it, some people were upset. How, how dare him say that we can't be violent? How dare him say that we can't post child porn? I guess he doesn't really believe in free speech, does he? I, I, I don't think you even know what free speech is, if you think that. I mean, just maybe the biggest and the best irony is that the company, which, I mean, I don't know about individual shareholders, to be fair, but th- this is a company that has promoted rabid, progressive political views. A company that has allowed rabid, progressive political views. Progressive political views that do not represent the whole of the Democratic Party. Rabid, progressive views that are almost exclusively anti-capitalist in nature. And you basically have a company that promotes and believes in anti-capitalism as a capitalist country making money from advertisements and advertisers who don't like right-wing views on the world. And this anti-capitalist group of people then took money and sold out to Elon Musk. I don't know. that Nobody's talking about that. I think that might be the biggest irony. And uh, I guess we could say that they'd, they'd probably sell their own noose, too, if uh, the noose was purchased for... Uh, several dollars over market value. You see the irony in that? I mean, this whole this whole thing started when Musk bought $2.64 billion in Twitter stock, and that immediately made people panic. Made him the largest individual shareholder and essentially placed him on the board of directors. Now, shortly after that, it was announced that the billionaire would not be joining the board. So in the meantime, we waited to see what would happen. And on April 25th, Two days ago, today is April 27th, 2022. Two days ago, it was announced that Twitter's board accepted Musk's $54.20 per share offer to purchase the company in its entirety. So Elon Musk would be the owner of Twitter and immediately, immediately, uh, you know, based on all the things Musk said about making it about free speech and authenticating people and getting rid of the bots immediately. What did the left and the right do? Well, the right got really, really excited, and the left started foaming at the mouth, which is typically what they do. Uh, Many on the right praised the acquisition with a gleeful joy as they cheered what Musk promises to bring to the platform once again, free speech. He said, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, And Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. His goal includes, quote, making Twitter, quote, better than every, uh, better than ever, excuse me, by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans. He added, quote, Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it, end quote. Now, on the left, 
It was the standard hysterical emotional fits of rage and infantile behavior, including literal crying from professionals. And this just exemplified fears of of what unlocking Twitter's tremendous potential really means. In other words, the left would not be able to maintain their echo chamber of vile harassment, perversity, and election tampering by claiming that it was a private platform, and if you don't like it, just create your own. Now that Elon Musk owns the company, all of that has essentially changed. And it's, um, it's really ironic, some of you may have seen this, it's really ironic that we had, we had some people that would dare to claim Elon Musk owning Twitter was going to lead to election tampering and was going to lead to some people who might be running for office being blocked on the platform. That's right, they could be blocked on the platform. We might not even know until after the election. These were some of the talking points. I mean, if you, um, if you remember, just a, about a, a year and a half ago, two years ago, we had uh, a former president blocked off of Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and every other platform uh, because they didn't like him and they finally found justification in blocking him because of, uh, well, January 6th. And we had Republicans and others see their accounts suspended or see their accounts shadow banned or they've seen their accounts totally deleted. And Twitter maintained they, they didn't target conservatives, just like Facebook maintained they didn't target conservatives. They would never do something like that. But now MSNBC says Twitter could lead to censorship. Twitter could lead to election tampering. Oh, my goodness. I mean, these are things that we've never thought about these things before. This is a, uh, well, we could call him a hack. Here's a hack from MSNBC describing what Twitter could become with Elon Musk driving the ship. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Now, I don't need to explain to you the ridiculous irony of that statement on MSNBC. I can't believe people have that low of respect for themselves that they would perjure themselves in the court of public opinion in such an embarrassing and disgusting way. I mean, I just I can't believe people actually believe that. Here is another one, another clip. This is from... Well, this is uh, MSNBC's Joy Reid talking about what Elon Musk and other billionaires want to do to America. This is what they want to see happen to Americans. 
They don't want to just be in the club. They are, they are on the, you know, they've been described as being on the outside of the culture looking in through the glass. But they don't just want to come in. They want to come in and be able to punch people in the face and walk around and laugh about it and yes. not have anyone be able to stop them. The, the thing is, the, the enjoyment they get out of being in this town square is being able to harass people, being able to attack people. There was a time when people had the double hashtags around their names because they were Jewish and right wingers were saying, get in the oven. Anytime you made any benign comment on Twitter, they attacked women that, you know, the misogyny was crazy on Twitter for a while. Elon Musk, I guess he, you know, he misses the old South Africa in the eighties. He wants, he wants that back. (laughs) <laughs> they, don't, they don't want to just be in the club. They're, 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 they're they don't want to be in the, the club. You know, they've been described as being on the outside. I, I love this uh, punch in the face statement. But they don't just want to come in. They want to come in and be able to punch people in the face and walk around and laugh about it. And Punch people in the face and walk around and laugh about it. I'm pretty sure that punching somebody in the face on a digital platform is better than punching somebody in the face in the physical world where Antifa can riot and that's called a peaceful protest where they literally punch people in the face. But, you know, besides that, I guess Elon Musk, according to MSNBC, not only uh, according to the, the, the little headline here, billionaires are turning America into an oligarchy. Oh, no. This other hack on MSNBC says that it's going to be used for election tampering and censorship. I mean, these people have no shame at all. They have zero shame, and they will say anything to get what they want. And they want the American people, apparently, to think that Elon Musk bought Twitter. He spent $44 billion so he can harass women, harass Jews, and, uh, well, I guess make this country an apartheid state. Which is funny that you would mention Jews because Israel is an apartheid state. And Elon Musk is actually from Africa, which means that he's actually African-American. And most black folks that aren't from Africa aren't African-American. They're, they're, just, they're just Americans. That's, that's what I am. I, I'm just an American. I mean, the, the irony of all of this from Elon Musk being African-American to people being upset that he bought Twitter and wants to make it a, a, a platform of free speech... And now people are saying, no, he wants to attack women and Jews and blacks and other people. I don't understand where they're even getting the, the, the basis for that argument. But hey, if you don't like it, build your own company. And it's, it's a private company now. They can do whatever they want. Oh, the irony is, is so good. An anti-capitalist company, at least on the surface and, and, and by you know, the expression of those ideologies, uh, took money. Uh, to uh, to sell the company out for to make a profit, which is you know even more ironic. They, they'd probably sell their own news too to hang themselves because that's what capitalists do, right? I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue to discuss this and break this down. I this <laughs> it's it, it, it's going to be a good show. Please stay with us. We'll be back. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. Oh, there's so much irony with uh, Elon Musk's purchasing of Twitter and the mainstream media and just individual little drones on social media that it's, it's almost too good. People claiming that Twitter is a private company. They can censor whoever they want, although they're not censoring anybody. And if you don't like the censorship, although they're not doing it, you could build your own company. Here's a company that harbored anti-capitalist views and yet ultimately sold out and took the money because the offer was just too good to refuse. I'd assume that the people that controlled and owned Twitter before probably would sell their own nooses too if the noose that was going to hang them could be sold at a very, very high price. So Elon Musk now owns Twitter, 
And this is uh, the driving question of the day. Will Donald Trump be allowed back on Twitter? This is what the media wants to know. Of all the things going on in the world, it's almost like Ukraine doesn't even matter. It's almost like the pandemic doesn't even matter. What matters is, will Donald Trump be back on Twitter? Here's a press conference with Jen Psaki and some of the mainstream media where they're asking that question. Uh, do you have a response to that? And does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back on the platform? Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha- the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of fundamental re- reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress Uh, in terms of what hypothetical. So basically, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. They want to potentially investigate social media platforms and owners using antitrust laws. And you can guarantee that the first company they're going to go after is Twitter and the first person they're going to go after is Elon Musk. Convenient. Nobody said or cared at all when Robert Epstein came out and said, you know, top psychologist came out and said that Google's search engine was unfairly steered toward liberals or the Clinton campaign. Remember when you tried to type in Clinton emails and you got nothing or you just got conspiracy theories? When Robert Epstein testified to Congress about how Google's algorithm was altering the election results, nobody cared about that. But now, Jen Psaki and, well, she says he, the president, is concerned, but I don't think he knows where he's at. So the establishment is concerned that Twitter could potentially be a free speech platform. Now, to them, so we have to understand the definitions here. To them, free speech means opposition on a very influential and powerful platform where most people get their news. Opposition and the questioning of everything that they do. That's why the White House and him, the president, are upset about the influence of social media. They're not upset when Google censors, when Google drives search results down, when Google prevents you from getting direct access to top search results because they don't favor one political candidate and they like that political candidate, they'll push them to the top of the search. Others they don't like, they'll push to the bottom of the search. White House doesn't care about that. What they do care about is Elon Musk buying Twitter. So does MSNBC. MSNBC was very concerned with Elon Musk buying Twitter. One hack on MSNBC went so far as to suggest that you could secretly ban one party's candidate. You don't have to secretly ban one party's candidate, though. You can just openly ban the president of the United States. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. 
You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. I mean, that 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 seems a little hyperbolic, because if you banned every every single candidate from a certain party, that that would be very suspicious. You can't do that privately and secretly. But the, the, the whole point of what this hack is saying is Twitter could now be used to give other people a voice. And that's dangerous. Just like the White House said, that's dangerous. The, 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 the disinformation, the misinformation, this is really dangerous. Now, it's not just the left, okay? It's the right, too. The right is, is overjoyed. The right is gleeful. And they're cheering on Elon Musk to bring speech that is free back to Twitter. Elon Musk said free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy. Well, isn't that what the left wants? Isn't that what Americans want? They want a functioning democracy. That's a, that's a good thing, right? Why, why are people so upset? Why are there, there, these hysterical, emotional fits of rage and infantile behavior? I, I, I don't really understand it. Let, let's see what the media has been saying, because prior to the purchase of Twitter, the mainstream media was priming you and prepping you because they probably knew Musk was going to buy it. This was back in early April. The Washington Post published a story claiming that, quote, Musk's appointment to Twitter's board, this was before he was appointed and before we found out he wasn't going to be appointed. And by the way, I also feel embarrassed talking about this tonight because I feel like there's more important things to talk about, but I, I think this needs to be discussed. Uh, his appointment to the board shows, quote, we need regulation of social media platforms to prevent rich people from controlling our channels of communication. I can't, I, every time I read it, I can't get through it without laughing. This is not a joke or a gag or, you know, me playing a part. I just, I read that and I can't, I can't get through it without laughing. I, I just, we need regulation on social media to prevent rich people from controlling our channels of communication. <laughs> the Washington Post is owned by the second richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos. Facebook is owned by another very wealthy individual named Mark Zuckerberg. So I, I don't know why suddenly it's not okay for rich people to own social media platforms. I mean, besides, if you, you own a social media platform, you're probably going to be rich anyway. You were either rich before or you became rich. So it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like, what, what, what does that mean? This, should the state control social media so it's equal, you know, in terms of ownership? Or should... Should we should we just find some homeless person on fentanyl or methamphetamines or or, you know, someone that's just, you know, they're, they're shooting up on the side of the road. Just find that person and say, hey, would you like to own Twitter? Here you go. Here's here's the company. It's fair now because you're a poor drug addict using and owning the platform. And that means that uh, it's it's now equal for everybody. It just doesn't these people don't make any sense. Okay, it makes no sense. So the article goes on and calls Elon Musk a, quote, abuser of the service and claim that anyone caring about, quote, equity and accountability, end quote, should be highly concerned that Musk could potentially sit on the board of directors. This was this was weeks ago. This was like a month ago. 
The Washington Post said this. In another article a few days later, a writer for The Guardian went after Musk, claiming that he didn't understand free speech. And I love this. I can't get through this without laughing. He didn't understand free speech because he was personally blocked. The author of this Guardian article is so conceited and so in, he's so, he's, he, he, he has an inability to understand what free speech is. So he said, Elon Musk blocked. Uh, th- this, is, this, is, this is the news. Okay, this is the mainstream news. The author of the article literally cried about how Elon Musk, quote, blocked me so I can't view or post criticism of his tweets to his followers. That's what the article said. The, the, the author added uh, very ignorantly, he said, quote, seems like an odd move for someone who describes himself as a free speech absolutist. Absolutist. <laughs> I can't I can't do it. Apparently, nobody informed this Pulitzer Prize loser that free speech doesn't mean you have to listen to somebody on social media that you don't want to listen to. Free speech means you get to speak, but people can choose not to listen. That's what a free and open marketplace of ideas is in the town square is all about, you dunce. If you don't like it, follow somebody else. That is literally how the concept of free speech in the public forum works, so long as you're not calling for violence or spreading child pornography in the name of free speech. You, you, you lose your right to utilize social media platforms when, when, when you do that kind of thing. I mean, can you imagine a, a professional journalist he calls himself at the Guardian, literally says, Elon Musk blocked me so I can't view or post criticisms of his tweets. Apparently, he doesn't care about free speech. You can block whoever you want, and that's not a free speech issue. That's a personal choice issue. If you don't want to listen to somebody, somebody's annoying you, whether they're right or wrong, you can block them. This is just so comical. Of course, the Guardian article also asks, just like the geniuses at the White House, is Trump going to be allowed back on the platform? Here's that clip with Saki again. Uh, Do you have a response to that? And does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back on the... Is it going to have Trump back on? Is he going to be back on it? Is this all that anybody can think about? The Guardian article also asked the same question, quote, will Musk use his clout to let Trump back on? I fear he will. I mean, who cares except sycophantic control freaks? Who cares? I mean, I I played you the MSNBC clip. If you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees. Or you could just secretly turn the reach of their stuff, turn up the reach of something else. You could turn down the reach of their stuff, turn up something else. The rest of us, well, we might not even know until after the election. So this guy's concerned about transparency on MSNBC He's concerned about election tampering and algorithmic manipulation, the very things that Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, etc., including Google, have been doing for years. And according to The Guardian, Musk's vision of a free speech platform without bots is, quote, dangerous nonsense. Despite what the billionaire says he wants, the mainstream media creates a straw man to attack in his place. 
and I, I, I guess I, I guess we can't separate reasoning from political affiliations because the the right is is like the, the like Elon Musk is now a fetish, and on the left. Uh, the top lawyer for Twitter was literally crying, literally crying, literally crying in a meeting because she's also the main content moderator. She gets to decide what the truth is, and she's sad she's going to lose that power. So she was literally, literally crying. So you either get people jumping up and down, Elon Musk saved Twitter, or you get people that are professional lawyers that get to arbiter reality and they're bawling their eyes out because they might lose that power over what the truth is. So here's what Elon Musk said. Elon Musk said that he wants to free the Internet, and he wants to get rid of the bots, and he wants to get rid of all the, all the uh, unauthorized you know, individuals, so you know, the bots and things like that. So he wants to basically open the platform up for free speech, and then, of course, people have been lying and saying he doesn't, he doesn't want free speech because certain things are going to be banned. Well, yeah, there's going to be some standard like you can't just go in the public square and start masturbating. You can't just go in the public square and start having sex. You can't go in the public square and defecate. You can't go in the public square and start raping somebody. You can't go in the public square and slit somebody's throat. You can't go in the public square and start taking, you know, pictures of, uh, of uh, you know, of a, of a nude child and sharing them with people. Yeah, there's some restrictions. You can't go in the town square and threaten to kill everybody. There's going to be consequences for that. I mean, if that's what people are concerned with, you can't share child porn and you can't be violent and you can't harass people. I mean, that really shows you what pieces of trash they are, doesn't it? Consider what the mainstream media said about Elon Musk. This is what they said he said. This isn't what he actually said. This is what they said he said because they've created a straw man because they can't compete with what he actually believes in, if he does believe that. I don't know. So here is what the Guardian article, the guy that was crying because he uh, he was blocked by Elon Musk, and he said that he doesn't believe in free speech, he blocked me. No, that means he doesn't want to listen to you, and he has a right not to listen to you. He didn't ban you from the platform, he just banned you from interacting with his account, which you can do that. Elon Musk needed a safe space from this psychopath at the Guardian. So here's what the psychopath of the Guardian said. Musk says he wants to free the Internet. Here comes the straw man. But what he really aims to do is make it even less accountable than it is now. When it's often impossible to discover who is making the decisions about how algorithms are designed, who is filling social media with lies, who's poisoning our minds with pseudoscience and propaganda, and who's deciding which versions of events go viral and which stay under wraps. Man, the balls on these people to make these kinds of outrageous claims. I mean, look, I don't necessarily trust Elon Musk. I don't necessarily believe Elon Musk. My opinion is irrelevant, but personally, for what it's worth, Elon Musk needs to gain my trust. Yeah, I created a Twitter account because my old Twitter account was banned a long time ago for the secret teaching, so I decided to make a new one. If you'd like to follow us, it's TST, like the secret teachings, TST, and then two underscores, so like a dash, but the underscore, two underscores, so TST, two underscores, radio. And you can find us also by searching 
our website, click about or any of the show promos, and you'll see at the bottom of all the pages, there's a, a link to our Twitter and Facebook page. So yeah, we have a Twitter account. I created it because I thought, my God, I have to at least see the implosion. I got to be honest with you, though. I'm in Twitter for like an hour, and it's a vortex. It's no wonder people get addicted to it. And I I honestly, sincerely do not care. I I would just like, you know, to to go to, I have to build it again, but I'd like to build a following again. My last one was banned. I'd like to build a following again for the show. And that's my motivation. That's my goal. But it's like, I feel like on Twitter, I walked into a bar and I just, it's clear that I don't belong there. It's like I walked into one of those really high-end department stores and everybody who works there is looking at me like I'm homeless because I'm not wearing the designer clothes, so I clearly don't belong there. That's how I feel about Twitter. It actually almost feels like I'm walking down an, like a dark alley at night and there's just people looking at me and I don't know if they want to stab me, if they want to rape me, if they are just concerned if I'm a cop. That's how I feel on Twitter. I, I, and honestly, I don't really get it, but I'm, I, I created the account again because I thought, all right, well, if it's going to be free and I can post the show without it being blocked, then uh, maybe, you know, maybe I'll start using that more than Facebook. Uh, that's, that's what I thought. And, uh, you know, since The Guardian and The Washington Post, which is owned by Jeff Bezos, but they're saying we can't have rich people controlling the media. Well, literally all the media is controlled by rich people. It's not about being rich, okay? It's about what you do with your money. It's what you do with your money. And Elon Musk apparently is wanting to do this with his money. He said, quote, I think it's very important for there to be an inclusive arena for free speech, end quote. But is that what he really wants? I don't know. The media seems to think that's not what he wants. So they're telling us that what Elon Musk really wants to do is what they've been doing for the last however many years that Twitter has been banning and blocking people. I mean, can you really trust Elon Musk, though? This is a guy that wants to put microchips in your head. This is a guy who wants a Skynet of satellites in the sky connected to all of the brain chips. Just a total hive mind, collective, digital environment. And owning Twitter is going to allow him to have access to even more information, maybe to feed his artificial brain, to, or to feed the artificial you know, system, the algorithms, et cetera, to help build that, that artificial reality. This is a guy who basically acts like an alien who wants to take us to Mars. Remember, beware the Elon. And who gets billions in government subsidies and contracts. And we're supposed to trust this guy. I don't know what he thinks. I don't know what he believes. I don't know what he's going to do. It could just be some big con, some big coup. I don't know. Do I trust him? Not necessarily. But one day after buying the company, this was yesterday, he said, quote, the extreme antibody reaction from those who fear free speech says it all. And like him or not, this is absolutely true. He also added, by free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. I am against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask the government to pass laws that, to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. Sounds good, but I don't know if I trust Elon Musk. And uh, you shouldn't care what my opinion is. I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care about Twitter. <laughs> I don't care about Elon Musk. But if he's going to make the platform a platform where anybody can post things within the confines of the law, which people don't get that, oh, that means I can't post child porn. He's censoring me. 
oh, that means that I can't call for violence against a sitting president? He's censoring me. No, you just can't call for violence and you can't share child pornography, okay? You can't do things that are illegal. You can't do things that are, 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 are well, I mean, I guess you can, to some extent, do things that are immoral. But generally speaking, uh, there's that, that line, it becomes immoral, then it becomes depraved, then it becomes illegal. So there's a, there's, <laughs> there's a barrier there to total insanity, Okay. And uh, apparently people like Brian Steltzer doesn't Seltzer Steltzer, the clown doesn't understand that. Here's Brian Steltzer Seltzer on CNN saying, just asking that question, you know, that 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 leading question. If you were invited to a party and there were no rules, would you still go to that party? Listen to what this clown had to say. Who knows? I, I think that's a, a that's a that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is if you uh if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? <laughs> These people are insufferable. My God. You understand that when there's freedom, in order to have freedom, there has to be a set of rules to preserve the freedom. Otherwise, people abuse the freedom and use the freedom and exploit the freedom to get rid of the freedom. That's what's happening on social media. That's what's happening in the mainstream media. People are using the right to free speech, and because laws aren't enforced, they're using the right to free speech to end your free speech. They're claiming equality in every argument to create a more unequal world. So, yes, there needs to be restrictions on certain things. You don't call for violence. You don't share child pornography. Other than that, you can already share pornography on Twitter. I mean, Jesus Christ, there were people yesterday that I I was looking through recommendations to follow. I clicked on one of the profiles. I had no idea who it was. I saw some naked woman. I was like, Twitter allows this? (laughs) You don't think you can even do that on Facebook. So Twitter just allows nudity? I mean, I know that there's... um, there's some porn stars that have spoken out against, you know, certain political things. And, uh, you know, one of them is Mia Khalifa because she's she's uh, she's been very outspoken against the occupation of Palestine. And I mean, you look up her account and it's I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty scandalous. So you you can already post pornography on Twitter, I guess. I didn't even know that because I'm not on Twitter. I guess you could post you could post nudity on Twitter. I mean, you have to click like I'm 18 years older, I think. It doesn't just share it in all the feeds, but Twitter's already pretty lawless, you know, and the laws that are there are laws that prevent certain people from posting certain things Twitter doesn't like. So the idea that we're going to at least allow people to post things that other people don't like within some kind of like, you know, guide some kind of rule within the confines of the law, that sounds pretty reasonable. But, you know, ultimately, 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 why are people upset that violence, harassment, and perversity won't be allowed on Twitter? Because that's what they're really up. They're not, they're not mad about people posting political views. I think what they're really mad about is they lose their echo chamber. They lose their control in determining what reality is. They lose a platform that is so powerful that it can sway elections. They, they lose 
the ability to exist within a digital realm and have all these millions of followers. And then when you get rid of the bots, they actually have like a few hundred thousand maybe. Uh, They're upset because their violence and their harassment and their perversity now might actually not be allowed on Twitter. And I think that's what they're really upset about. Because an open platform without censorship of opinions or ideas and without bots is scary to people who make their living on bots and censorship. I mean, do, do, do people actually believe that their political views are the truth and that all else is an ism of discrimination? I guess some people really believe that. I mean, the bottom line is I don't I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. And I think it's ludicrous for conservatives to be happy and up and joy, you know, just screaming and yeah, 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 free speech. And then others are like, I'm leaving because I don't like what Elon Musk is going to do. MSNBC said he's going to he's going to bring misogyny and abuse of women and Jews and apartheid to Twitter. <laughs> just I mean, hyperbole much. My God. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. And you can find us on Twitter, TST underscore underscore radio. Find us on Twitter, TST underscore underscore radio. Like us, follow us, do whatever you do. Tweet at us, chirp at us. I don't know what you do on Twitter, but we're on Twitter. We're going to try to grow a following once again. TST underscore underscore radio. Stay with us. We'll be back. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info.
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. You can catch the show Monday through Friday. Find our free show archive at thesecretteachings.info or search The Secret Teachings on the many radio and podcast players. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. You can find our website uh, has all of our information, our books, Patreon, T-shirts, everything is at thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. We're also on gabgitter, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. And yes, we are back on Twitter, tst underscore underscore radio. There are links directly to our Twitter page on our website as well. I used to have thousands of followers on Twitter at one point, you know, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away that was blocked and banned. So I created a new account and I, I mean, yeah, technically I created it because Elon Musk said it's going to be a free speech platform, but I didn't make a new account because I, I, I believe that I just thought it would be fun to watch internally what happens to people on Twitter that are, that are imploding. And, um, I'm not even watching people implode. I mean, my God, I just my top stories today for the for the news. This is what my Twitter says. What's happening? What's happening? Kim Kardashian is upset that fans claim she photoshopped her belly button out of a picture. Maybe I need to work on my algorithm. Here's another one. The Biden administration is calling for reforms to Section 230 so that they can regulate and come after Elon Musk who just bought Twitter. They don't care about Facebook. They don't care about YouTube. They don't care about Instagram and other platforms. Just just Twitter now. Suddenly, just Twitter. Overnight, just they care about regulating Twitter and invoking antitrust laws. That's kind of funny how that works. I, I guess I need to I need to do better. I need to like do better with my algorithm here. I shouldn't have Kim Kardashian popping up about her belly button. <laughs> but I mean, if, if that is what Twitter is, I mean, my God, those of you who use Twitter so so many people on the fringe FM that use Twitter. I, I didn't know how Twitter accounts because I don't I don't pay attention to any of this stuff. But if this is if this is what Twitter is, I mean, I'll admit it's it's kind of fun. But I I'll also admit I don't I don't really give a damn. I don't, I don't really care. I don't care. It's just a giant 
cesspit is what it feels like to me, and I don't, I don't care. What I do care about is uh, African Americans. That's what I care about. African Americans have struggled a long time, and now an African American owns Twitter, the most powerful social media platform in the world. An African American bought Twitter for $44 billion. And that's not a joke. Elon Musk is literally African American. He's, he's from Africa. He's going to hold on uh, some of these shareholders so he doesn't have to pay the full amount. And uh, what the media is, is, is wondering about, what everybody's wondering about, is Donald Trump going to be allowed back on Twitter? Uh, do you have a response to that? And does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back on the platform? Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha- the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he has been a strong supporter of fundamental re- reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms. So suddenly, just suddenly, Jen Psaki, Joe Biden, the White House are concerned over social media platforms. That they weren't concerned when Google drove down Republicans in search results. They weren't concerned with psychologist Robert Epstein testifying to Congress about Google's algorithmic manipulation. They're not concerned about YouTube. They're not concerned about Instagram, WhatsApp, TikTok, or any other platform just banning people left and right. They're not concerned about any of that. They're concerned that Twitter was purchased by an African-American and now they're pissed and now they want to use the full force of the law to go after Twitter and Elon Musk. And some people are so troubled in their personal lives that they're threatening to leave the platform as if self-appointed arbiters of reality and censor-driven fact-checkers hold any honest sway in a sincere public debate. Who cares? Does anybody care? No, nobody cares. Nobody on the left even cares. It doesn't matter if you have a million followers or you have 10 followers. Nobody cares. I'm going to leave Twitter. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Is Trump going to be allowed back on Twitter? Who cares? Is that really the defining question of 2020, 2020, uh, 2022? 2022, is that really the defining question? I mean, we need to get some hobbies. And that does not include scrolling through Twitter all day. We need to get a hobby. Put a model together. Read a book. Take a walk. You know, learn about edible plants. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Why do, every, why do we care? Who cares? Why is that the, the, the biggest concern? Of course, with all these concerns that Twitter might actually be a, a platform for free speech. Elon Musk said he, he wants free speech to be, you know, what Twitter is driven by. Not algorithmic manipulation, not bots. Because free speech is the bedrock of a, bedrock of a functioning democracy. And Twitter is the digital town square where matters of, of, of vital issues are discussed. Paraphrasing what he said. He did say, quote, Twitter better than ever. He wants to enhance it better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans. Of course, people that are upset about this, uh, it's very ironic. This is one of the biggest bowls of irony I, I, I think I've ever seen because the people that are upset about this are like, 
well, you can't, you, you can't do that. You can't, you can't take away our, our perceived power. You can't take away our right to censor. You can't take away our right to our free speech. Well, no, nobody's taking away your right to free speech, but hey, guess what? If you don't like it, build your own company. And Twitter's a private company, so they can do whatever they want anyway. It's what you've been arguing for the last five, six, seven, eight years. I also find it very ironic that a very progressive anti-capitalist company, which, you know, ultimately at the top, they're not anti-capitalists, they're capitalists. But a company that promotes anti-capitalist views ultimately sold out and took the money at a much higher price than the stock was worth because, well, they'd, they'd probably sell their own noose too because, well, money talks. Of course, on the left and the right, people were either joyous or they were very, very upset. Basically, people are upset because their echo chamber of harassment and perversity and election tampering might not be an echo chamber of harassment, perversity, and election tampering. It might actually be an open platform where everybody gets to speak who's running for office. Everybody gets to voice an opinion. And when Brian uh, Brian the Clown over at CNN said that it's basically a platform with no rules with Elon Musk running, it doesn't understand what freedom actually means. Because to have freedom, there has to be some set of guidelines and rules that prevent some people from taking advantage of other people. Who knows? I, I think that's a, a that's a that's a, a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party, or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. See, they just plant that seed in your head. Well, now that there's no rules, are you going to use it or are you going to leave? People are addicted to it. They're not going to leave. Okay, a few people might leave, but it's a publicity stunt. I'm sure they'll be back. Uh, if you were invited to a party where there's no rules, I'm still sure a lot of people would go to that party. But there, there, there's, there's going to be rules. People don't understand that. It's America. I can do whatever I want. No, there's rules. You can't harass people. You can't rape people. You can't steal things. You, you, you can't just take whatever you want from other people that... <laughs> Do, do people not understand that? That's that's what I mean. There, there has to be some restriction on freedom, and, and even free speech. You have a right to speak freely. You have a right to protest. You don't have a right to riot. You don't have a right to call for violence. Do people not understand that? So the mainstream media is upset. They they said Musk is uh, well, according to the Washington Post, Musk's appointment to Twitter, his board. This was weeks ago before we found out he wasn't going to be on the board and before we found out he was buying the company outright. Uh, they said that we need regulation of social media. That's what the Washington Post said. We need regulation of social media platforms to prevent rich people from controlling our channels of communication. I guess they forgot that Washington, the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, the second richest man in the world. And Facebook is also owned by a very rich person, but that doesn't matter because they're within the echo chamber. And then, of course... They created a straw man over on The Guardian. I, I, love, I love this quote from The Guardian. Musk says he wants to free the Internet, but what he really aims to do... Oh, so he, 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 you, you state his claim, and then you, you're going to tell us what he really wants. Okay, let's see what The Guardian says Musk actually wants. He really aims to, what he really aims to do is to make it less accountable. 
when it's often impossible to discover who is making the decisions about how algorithms are designed, who is filling social media with lies, who's poisoning our minds with pseudoscience and propaganda, and who's deciding which versions of events go viral and which stay under wraps. These people don't understand what it means to have free speech. I mean, the guy at The Guardian literally said in the article, and if you want to look this article up, it's, it's outrageous. Elon Musk's vision for the Internet is dangerous nonsense. He says Elon Musk doesn't believe in free speech because he personally was blocked by Elon Musk on Twitter because he was harassing Elon Musk. So ba- he just basically admits, I was harassing and criticizing Elon Musk. He didn't like it, so he blocked me. I guess he doesn't like free speech. Free speech doesn't mean I have to listen to you. Free speech means that I don't physically shut you up. You get to talk. And when there's a platform of, 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 of ideas, an open marketplace of ideas, where everybody gets to talk, we can very quickly determine who is violent, who is harassing, who is aggressive, who is dangerous, not by their viewpoints on politics or on social issues, but by the words they use and the potential threats that they levy. We can tell who's dangerous and who's scary and who we should stay away from. That's why they're scared of there being an open free market of ideas. Because it means that they lose their arbiter position. They, they lose their ability to determine what reality is. They lose their echo chamber. Everybody gets to speak now. And they claim that's dangerous. And it's true. It is dangerous to them and to their power. But people upset because they don't get to use violence, harass people, and share perversity really shows you who these people are. And in the meantime, we found out yesterday that there were going to be some immediate changes to Twitter. So Elon Musk is is definitely being honest about the changes coming to Twitter because yesterday a lot of people lost followers. Uh, They did not lose followers because tens of thousands of people decided to quit Twitter. They lost followers because looks like Twitter might have got rid of some of the bots. And the other funny thing is conservatives saw an uptick in their following, like tens of thousands of people, maybe because, well, the shadow banning is no longer going to happen. On the 26th of April, this was yesterday, the entire company went on internal lockdown to prevent employees from taking revenge against Elon Musk. By the way, that's not a a, a, a news article. That's like um, like a, a, a really crappy news source. That was like, I mean, Bloomberg is a crappy news source, but that was, it was like a Bloomberg article. So it was like very mainstream news. Like the company went on lockdown to prevent employees from taking revenge against Elon Musk. The company made product changes subject to approval from a vice president and locked all other changes apart from those considered business critical. And I thought one of the most humorous things was that people like David Hogg and even people like Mark Hamill started to see thousands of followers disappear. Why? Because they were bots. <laughs> Such a vain justice for transparency and honesty can only be overcome by uh, Vijaya Gadai or Gadai. Twitter's top lawyer. She reportedly cried, literally, over the company's new goals. Politico reported that she, quote, cried during the meeting as she expressed concerns about how the company could change, end quote, and, quote, acknowledged 
that there are significant uncertainties about what the company will look like under Musk's leadership, end quote. Why was she crying? Why do all the Disney execs cry? Why do people cry every time something happens they don't like? Well, it turns out that Twitter's top lawyer also holds the power to determine how to moderate content, a job that she is surely soon to lose. That's probably why she's crying. Now, although the, the spectrum of hatred and love is just as extreme as ever, whether it's Elon Musk or whether you like social media, every side is capitalizing on this social media fuel. And it's, it's hard to really grasp what or who Elon Musk is. I mean, the right has been extremely critical of Elon Musk in the past, just as the left now hates Elon Musk. The right has claimed that he's a crony capitalist. We know that he promotes climate change. He supports universal basic income. But you know what? To be fair to Elon Musk, that doesn't mean that he's a bad guy or that makes him the enemy. If he's truly for open debate and free speech, let's talk about the climate. Let's talk about UBI. Let's talk about other topics. Let's talk about all of it. Let's talk about how conservatives suddenly love Elon Musk. Let's talk about how liberals suddenly loathe Elon Musk. Let's talk about how Elon Musk works with the federal government, how Elon Musk receives billions from the federal government. Let's talk about how Elon Musk wants to put a brain chip in your head and have little facilities at the mall where kids can get microchipped. Let's talk about how Elon Musk wants to put a Skynet of satellites in the sky, a net of satellites, a Skynet, connecting it to the hive mind that is you and your friends and family and acquaintances all connected to the Neuralink. Let's talk about how Twitter could actually provide him with so much information that you could literally determine future events based on algorithms of past reactions to certain things that happen. Basically a real-world simulation. Let's talk about how all that information is is creating a digital avatar that can be used to create a, 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 another version or an extension of, of the Facebook metaverse. There's a lot of things to talk about. That's the whole point here. Openness and honesty. We can talk to people who have different viewpoints than ours. But it's funny because the right doesn't like that and must kind of borders between left and right. But now that he buys Twitter, the right loves him. And now that he buys Twitter, the left hates him. But they're still driving around in those fancy, expensive electric cars, aren't they, to save the environment? I saw somebody post something on Twitter that this was before I, I created the, or recreated my account yesterday to watch the, 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 the charade, to watch the circus. Somebody said, now that Elon Musk is buying, you can just hear the, the arrogance. Now that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, I'm not going to buy an electric car now. And I thought, if you had the money to buy an electric car, what an absolutely arrogant thing to say, an elitist thing to say. I've decided not to purchase an electric car for $80,000. I've decided to go with another vehicle. Who cares what you think? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I can barely afford to put gas in my 2008 Toyota Corolla. These elitists walking around, you should buy an electric car. All right, do you have $50,000? I don't. How many people change out those electric cars anyway? They don't even use them until they don't work anymore. You're creating more of a carbon footprint with those electric cars than you are gasoline-fueled cars, dunce. 
Elon Musk considers himself half Democrat, half Republican. He also disagreed with Donald Trump's immigration policies. He's pro-vaccine. He is against COVID-19 mandates, though. And he said that, quote, America is the land of opportunity. There is no other country where I could have done this, end quote. He also added about free speech that it is, quote, important for the function of a democracy. Now, you know, the, the, the thing that the left is always droning on about is democracy and free speech. When they don't like democracy and they don't like free speech, because democracy means that there's a an informed citizenry who legally in a civil society choose elected representatives and then they uphold the rule of law. We don't just have people that become political officers and then get to make whatever decisions they want outside of the law. That's that's a true democracy. That's dangerous. We have democratic elements in a republic, but they never say that because a republic means there's a rule of law, and that means they, no matter who gets in office, they can't just do whatever they want without consequence. But Elon Musk says he wants this democracy to function, and you need free speech to do that. You know, these are the same people who want to remove Republicans from ballots. They want to undermine democratic integrity by allowing for zero accountability in ballot counting. And uh, you know, when they use words like democracy, it's just a buzzword. That's all that it is. It's a buzzword. There's been a lot of discussion, too, about the Stanford University speech by former President Barack Obama last week, where it almost seemed as if he knew that Musk was going to buy Twitter because he said of the Internet's uh, demand for crazy, quote, I think it is reasonable for us as a society to have a debate and then put it in place, uh, put in place a combination of regulatory measures and industry norms that leave intact the opportunity for these platforms to make money, but say to them that there are certain practices you engage in that we don't think are good for society. Sort of agree with it, but you know what is good for society? Who gets to make that determination? When we consider one political party, one oppositional political party, to be dangerous, to be all these horrible things, and so that's justification to ban and block them and prevent them from running for office. How is that fair? How is that equal? How is that a democracy? Literally targeting political rivals and wanting to put them in jail. Targeting political rivals and wanting to remove them from the ballot in places like Arizona. Targeting political rivals and calling them all these horrible names. Obama went on to use the same types of buzzwords that divisive, uh, let's call them baiters, always do in explaining the Internet. He said where there's a constant, quote, feed of content where useful factual information, happy diversions, and cat videos flow alongside lies, conspiracy theories, junk science, quackery, white supremacist, racist tracts, misogynist creeds. Which, um, you know, it's funny because MSNBC said pretty much the same thing. The MSNBC is using the same talking point. I, I just, like, I look at these people and I get really, I get really sick, like, to my stomach. Here's Joy Reid telling us what Elon Musk actually wants. The, 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 the title of this segment is Billionaires Are Turning America Into an Oligarchy. I bet you these people cannot define what an oligarchy is. Because we already have an oligarchy. We have a lot of different types of 
words that we could use to describe how the system works. Right now, we already have an oligarchy. It's a small group of people that are really, really rich and really, really powerful that are governing our lives. And any notion that we could have an open debate about it on Twitter is seen as rich people turning the country into an oligarchy. They want to come in and be able to punch people in the face and walk around and laugh about it and yes. not have anyone be able to stop them. The, the thing is, the, the enjoyment they get out of being in this town square is being able to harass people, being able to attack people. There was a time when people had the double hashtags around their names because they were Jewish and right wingers were saying, get in the oven anytime you made any benign comment on Twitter. They attacked women. You know, the misogyny was crazy on Twitter for a while. Elon Musk, I guess he, you know, he misses the old South Africa in the 80s. He wants he wants that back. (laughs) Is this woman from Africa? I don't know, is she from Africa? Because Elon Musk is, so he's actually African-American. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's laughable, which is why I'm doing tonight's show. It's laughable. Barack Obama actually said people are dying because of misinformation. They're dying. Do you know that? They're dying of misinformation. I mean, it, it's, it's this sycophantic colloquialism that laws are better judgment into remission. It speaks to our goodwill and coaxes us into compliance with the underlying subconscious notion of some non-aggressive, honest, pure, and utopian intention. But we have to remember that throughout history, anyone who is censored is never the good guy, no matter the reason they use to justify the erosion of basic human rights. Everybody gets to speak, whether you agree with them or not. Blocking somebody on Twitter who you don't like is not banning them from the platform for their free speech. It's blocking them so you don't have to listen to them. There's a huge difference. Learn it. The other problem is that most people don't even know what free speech is. That's, that's really one of the fundamental undercurrents here. That's one of the fundamental basises of this, this stupid debate that we're having. Most people don't even know what free speech is. Most people don't know how many chambers of Congress there are. Most people don't even know why every state, big or small, has two senators. Most people think it's not fair Rhode Island has two senators and California has two senators. Maybe we should flip the table. Well, Rhode Island has far fewer representatives in the House than California does. How is that fair? It's fair because every state gets a senator, two senators, Every state, based on population, gets a certain number of, 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 of members of the House. And then there's debates, and then there's a system of checks and balances, and it has to be approved to go through Congress in the House and then in the Senate, and then approved by the executive branch. It's like the, this, is, this is a system of government that works better than, 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 than any created in the history of mankind. And it works because... Just like Madison said, it's not about getting more and more laws passed. And yet, sure, you know, there might be some good stuff that that doesn't get through. But the whole point is preventing bad stuff from getting through. And, and now we've got like major mainstream media publications and others just saying, you know, even AOC, Cortez said that Biden should just get out the pen, get out the executive orders and start dictating. And I, in the name, somehow in the name of democracy, just dictate in the name of democracy. Dictate, 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 dictate. They, they want total and absolute control over your mind, body, and soul. 
It's about time we recognize that. This has nothing to do with Twitter. This is more complex than that. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. There's more after this. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Final segment tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And, of course, we are now on Twitter. Well, we're back on Twitter after being banned, having our account deleted years ago. TST 
double underscore TST underscore underscore radio. You'll find us TST underscore underscore radio. Find us on Twitter. Got the uh, Secret Teachings logo there. And uh, hopefully we can build a, a following there and we won't get censored or blocked uh, once the full takeover of Twitter is is complete. But you know what? I don't really care one way or another. I didn't create a Twitter account again because I, I was thinking, oh, yeah, Elon Musk, he's going to make... I don't care. You know, I, I created a Twitter account because I wanted to watch what happens on Twitter. I wanted to see what, what, what Twitter became because I haven't been on there forever. And I want to see... I want to see how people are reacting on Twitter. Because I see how people are reacting in the media. I see how people are reacting in you just, you know, their daily lives. I mean, I gotta be honest with you, as much as I might have my finger on the pulse sometimes, I, I do not have my finger on the pulse of social media. I, I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't I, like it doesn't mean anything to me. And when I when I think that most people's lives are dictated by these social media platforms, it makes me feel really alone. If I'm being honest with you, I mean, just creating my Twitter account yesterday and I get on there and I see people I know and I, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm left. I, I'm, there's a joke I'm not getting. I feel like I'm being left out. I feel like I walked into a bar and I don't belong there. I walked into a high end department store. I don't belong there. I'm walking down some alley at night. There's a bunch of people doing drugs and I don't know if I'm going to get stabbed. People think I'm a cop. Like, I just feel like I don't belong on, on Twitter. I feel like I don't belong on any of these social media platforms, but I, I made it because I wanted to see what was happening. Just kind of stopped by and was like, what's going on? Just wanted to see what's, what's going on on these platforms. And I mean, yeah, Twitter is, um, I guess, depending on your algorithm, you know, and, and what you look for and what you like, uh, Twitter, I, I guess, can be a, a good source of information. But, you know, w- with, with, with such a limit on what you can say at any given time, and I, I feel that Twitter really reduces our ability to communicate almost, almost more than text messaging. Because, I mean, with text messaging, it's the same way. And I don't know if text messaging started this or social media started this or a little bit of both. But just reducing words. Everything's an abbreviation. So much so that there's like a whole other language now I don't, I don't understand. People are telling me letters and numbers. I'm like, I, I don't know. Can you just use the whole word? Maybe not on Twitter because you have a certain character limit, but when when it's like it's translated into the real world, you know the the, the abbreviations and the hashtag. I mean, you know, I actually when I was living in Boise, Idaho, there was a uh, there was a business that I worked at uh, part time, and there was a girl that worked there who literally used like she she would verbalize this when she thought something was funny. Like I wasn't friends with her; I just heard her talking to other people. She would verbalize. Hashtag LOL. She wouldn't even laugh. She would just say hashtag LOL. And I like I just the look on my face the first time I heard that. It like knock knock who's there? Orange, orange who orange you glad I didn't say Apple. Hashtag LOL. That is so funny. I'm just like, oh my God. Is this is this what is this what the 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 the, the next generation is going to act like? Is this how is this is this our society? We don't even laugh anymore. We just say hashtag LOL. That's 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 what I was I was thinking. I mean, here's the bottom line. You know, the right did not like Elon Musk for the most part because he's pro climate change. He's pro UBI. He's pro a lot of things that conservatives don't like. 
But some people sort of liked him because he was outspoken about certain things the left didn't like. The left kind of liked him a little bit, and the right didn't like him in other ways because he was outspoken about certain things, you know, like UBI that the left likes. But he described himself as part Democrat, part Republican, as if politics should have anything to do with, uh, you know, with every single aspect of our... I'm not talking about political issues. I'm talking about political identification. It has everything to do with every part of our lives. Are you Republican or Democrat? If you're Democrat, I'm not listening. If you're Republican, I'm not listening to you. I don't agree with what you're saying. You don't even know what the person's saying. You don't listen to them. So if Elon Musk is going to make Twitter an open platform where we can all speak freely, that's a cool, good thing. But I don't necessarily trust it. I I don't know what to believe. When I see it, I'll believe it. When I see that Twitter has been enhanced, as Musk said, when I see that he's made the algorithms open source to increase trust, I'll believe it. When he defeats the spam bots, I'll believe it. When all humans are authenticated, I'll believe it. When Twitter's tremendous potential is unlocked, I'll believe it. And I think that is really what has people on the left upset. Because the left would like to maintain their echo chamber of harassment, of vile perversity, of election tampering, etc. Claiming for years, it's a private platform. If you don't like it, create your own. And some people did create their own. Now that Elon Musk owns the company, all that's changed. Now it doesn't matter if it's a private company. Now it doesn't matter if someone, you know, goes out and and creates their own. What matters is you had your little echo chamber opened up to free discussion. And that means and that that that's what this is really about. That means you lose the ability to promote violence and harass people and share perverse content because a fair open Twitter means a platform with a welcoming environment for all without censorship of opinions or ideas and without bots. And some people honestly do think that is a danger to democracy because they don't know what democracy is. They think that's a danger to what they perceive as freedom because they don't know what freedom is. They actually think an open platform where everybody speaks is a danger to free speech because they don't know what free speech is. And that's a really, really sad thing. I mean, the, the average person doesn't even know how many chambers of Congress there are, Republican or Democrat. The average person can't name you the three branches of government. You can find legal immigrants that know more about our system of government than Americans do. Uh, what is it, the president uh, branch? And there's like five houses of Congress. And then there's like a judge. I mean, I, so, I guess it's the executive, the judicial, and the legislative. Well, that's what I, I, that's what I meant. That's, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. That's it. I mean, people are lost in the scroll. Not just on social media. They're lost in the scroll. And, and they're living their lives hoping a funny meme pops up before they pass out at three in the morning from exhaustion and screen burnout. The bottom line is, after getting on Twitter myself for like an hour or two, after having been banned for years, 
it's obviously noticeable that there is immense potential in Twitter. But it's also noticeable that there is incessant nonsense and a great social media garbage patch circling for everybody to see. And maybe that's the point. If we balance out Twitter to remove the bots, authenticate humans, have open source algorithms, and add new features, then maybe Twitter won't be such a cesspit. Because now it's an echo chamber of filth and perversity. And the first time you say something somebody doesn't like, they consider that harassment, violating the community standards, and they block and ban you. Twitter is, like most social media, it's still a cesspit. And, it, and, and the thing is, it, it became such because it solely came to embody a rabid ideology of hatred, masquerading in the name of liberalism and democracy. It became an echo chamber of bias and a bastion of bigotry. A haven of hive-like, hive-mind thinking. But guess what? Those people can stay on Twitter, so long as they don't violate community standards in the form of, well, decency reforms for the public square, which I think is what Elon Musk wants to do. There, There needs to be brought decency, fairness, openness, and honesty. Those those are the words, openness, honesty, fairness, and decency. This this is what Twitter needs. If Twitter has openness, honest, uh, honesty, fairness, and decency, one might wonder why people are so upset. Uh, well, they're upset because, one, they don't know what democracy is. Two, they don't know what free speech is. And three, their ability to harass and attack people, their ability to threaten people, etc., probably is going to disappear. And when you threaten and attack people and harass people in the public square, you get removed from the public square. If you go to the public square and you have a conversation and somebody disagrees with you, real free speech means they don't kick you out. But when you go to the public square and you don't know what free speech is, and you start going around to people threatening people that you're going to kill them, And then you get kicked out of the public square and you say, that's harassment. That's a violation of my rights. I was just telling people I was going to kill them. Well, now you've lost your your, your privilege to speak in the public square because you were threatened to kill people. Some people really honestly, like truly do not understand that concept. They, They really think free speech means their speech and the echo chamber that they live in. And nobody else gets free speech. Their speech matters. Anybody else with free speech that has a different point of view is a fascist, is a Nazi, is a misogynist, is a white supremacist, is an anti-Semite. And you, you, you really have to shake your head in awe of how dumbed down the average person has become. And I think the irony is it's, it's, it's a lot. Let's be honest. It's a lot because of places like Twitter. That's what it's a lot because of, of places like Twitter. Because places like Twitter, they reduce our ability to converse. Places like Facebook, they're a cesspit. It's a great garbage pit just circulating online. And you can access it anytime. You can get on your phone and access it anytime, anywhere. Any time of the night, any time of the day. And um, it's it's, it's almost an irony itself. That some people are so upset they're leaving Twitter, they claim, probably won't happen. But they, 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 they threaten as if their opinion has any sway over public opinion. That they're going to leave Twitter 
And they, it, it's almost ironic that, that you have people that are upset saying Twitter can do whatever they want. They're a private company. Now it becomes a private company, you know, and, but owned by Elon Musk. And suddenly that doesn't count. And so you've got the mainstream media, you've got the White House, CNN, MSNBC, and the White House all saying, well, this is dangerous to have an open platform. This is dangerous. Uh, we, we, we need to enact antitrust laws and go after Elon Musk and Twitter. And no mention of Facebook, Google. White House isn't concerned about that. They're not concerned of the algorithmic manipulation. They're not concerned about any, any of that stuff. Just, just, just Twitter overnight, suddenly, because Elon Musk bought it. See, p- people are upset because they're going to lose their, their perceived bit of petty power their ability to harass and attack and threaten. They do not know what democracy or free speech is. Democracy and free speech is is not you get to speak and your friends get to speak and everybody else has to shut up. That's the antithesis of free speech. It means protecting speech that you don't like. So when the author of this Guardian article about how Elon Musk's vision for the future of the internet is dangerous nonsense. He called it dangerous nonsense to have a free and open discussion. When he says that he was blocked by Elon Musk, and that means Elon Musk, literally, if you read the article, here, I'll read it to you. It's, it's hilarious. Here's the article. Ever since I posted a tweet two years ago criticizing him, Elon Musk, for how he treated his Tesla workers, he has blocked me, so I can't view or post criticisms of his tweets to his followers. Seems like an odd move for someone who describes himself as a free speech absolutist. I guess this guy doesn't understand that um, if you're in the public square and somebody's speaking, you don't have to listen to them. But there's a difference between walking away from them and arresting them and removing them from the public square banning them from the public square. Like if someone is talking, this is what these people think. They're giving a speech in the public square. You don't like what they're saying, so you don't listen. When you walk away, they say, hey, I have free speech. You have to listen to me. No, free speech means you get to speak, and the free marketplace of ideas will allow and will determine whether people will come and listen to you or not. If you're saying something on one corner that is violent and vile, and someone on the other corner is saying, well, I think we should all, you know, even that guy over there who's screaming, like he has a right to speak as long as he's not promoting violence, but we, we, we should allow everybody to, to converse. We should allow everybody to have an opinion. And, and for some reason, it's pretty obvious what the reason is, the person who screams and calls for violence and is very vile, they get upset and say, their free speech is violated because people chose not to listen to them. Yet they're pretty happy violating other people's free speech rights when they ban people and kick people out of the public square because instead of walking away, they said, "Um, I disagree with what you're saying. That's not true. That's not right. Then they have them arrested and kicked out of the public square. They don't know what free speech is. They don't know what democracy is. They don't know democracy is a mob rule. I mean, that's what they've had. They've had a true democracy on Twitter. You say something they don't like, they kick you off because the mob and the, and, 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 and the hive mind comes after you. But like our country is, is founded on 
principles of democracy, but then you, as an elected representative, you still have to uphold the, the rule of law. So they don't know what a democracy is. They don't know what free speech is. So can, can you really blame them? When they get upset at the idea of openness and honesty and fairness and decency, they think those are bad things. MSNBC equates openness, honesty, fairness, and decency to apartheid and white supremacy to anti-Semitism and misogyny. Take a listen. To just be in the club, they are, they are on the you know they've been described as being on the outside of the culture, looking in through the glass. But they don't just want to come in; they want to come in and be able to punch people in the face and walk around and laugh about it, and yes. not have anyone be able to stop them. The, the thing is, the the enjoyment they get out of being in this town square is being able to harass people, being able to attack people. There was a time when people had the double hashtags around their names because they were Jewish, and right wingers were saying, "Get in the oven." Anytime you made any benign comment on Twitter, they attacked women that, you know, the misogyny was crazy on Twitter for a while. Misogyny was crazy, crazy white people, crazy crackers, all the misogyny on Twitter. What is wrong with these people? I don't know if that's bad or the MSNBC hack is uh, he might be worse. Listen to this guy on MSNBC. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Now here's a crazy white guy. Here's a crazy, there's a true crazy cracker right here. You could secretly ban one party's candidate. Well, they don't have to secretly ban a candidate. They, they just ban the president of the United States. They just publicly turn down search results on Google, publicly turn down search results on YouTube, publicly turn down search results on Facebook, publicly turn down search results on Twitter. They don't do any of that stuff privately. They do it publicly. All these people, whether it's MSNBC, whether it's CNN, they're all calling for the same thing. They're calling like a siren to those brain-dead drones, and they're planting in their minds, here's the new program, here's the new talking point. With, if Elon Musk owns Twitter, he could rig an election. I thought we weren't allowed to talk about election fraud. I thought we weren't allowed to talk about election tampering. I thought that was keen to January 6th. I mean, people like Brian, Brian Stelzer, Seltzer over on CNN... This guy doesn't understand what the word freedom means. Who knows? I, I think that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you, uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? Well, most people probably would still go to the party. I mean, if you've ever been to like a music festival or you've ever been to, I mean, I've never, I've never been to a music festival. I know people who have been, but I've been to conferences and conferences are just a few steps below a music festival with, with, with the drugs and the sex and the anything goes attitude. And I mean, as long as you're not hurting me or other people, I, I don't care what you do. I, so like, yeah rules like I, but you have to have some level of 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 
like guidelines. You have to have some guidelines. If, if people go into, like, again, using the town square as an example, if you go into the town square and you have one person on one side calling for violence and one person on the other side just voicing an opinion that's not violent about a subject, and the person who's being violent gets kicked out, they say, you're violating my right to free speech because they don't understand that free speech does not afford you the right to harass and attack and threaten people and be violent. Now, if you have someone who's in the town square being violent or simply expressing, you know, an opinion instead of being violent and someone walks up and says, I don't really, um, I don't really agree with this guy. I'm going to go listen to somebody else. That person, because they don't understand what free speech is, says, he's censoring me. He doesn't want to listen. You don't, you, you don't, I guess they don't understand. You, you can't force someone to listen to you. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want to listen. They're not going to listen. When I had people message me this month. I had two people cancel their subscriptions. They were both very nice, but one guy said he canceled my subscription because of all the things about this show he loves, he just doesn't understand why I don't, I don't have Jesus. And the funny, ironic thing was another guy canceled his subscription. It was like a week subscription or maybe a month subscription because he said I was too fundamentalist Christian. And I thought, oh, the irony. Somebody canceled because they thought I was a Christian. Somebody canceled because they thought I should have been a Christian. <laughs> but in, 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 I never accused either one of them of violating my right to free speech because they didn't. They chose not to listen anymore. That's fine. I mean, it is laughable. I'll tell you one thing that is maybe more laughable than that, though. It is, I can't believe it. I can't believe that this country has produced such incompetence. Now, now look, I am not Matilda. Okay, I'm not a savant. I, 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 I can't do complex math problems in my head after a few zeros. But I, I, I can tell you, listen, listen to this. This is circulating all over Twitter and all over social media. The question of why Elon Musk didn't use his $44 billion to just give people money. And, um, well, a friend of mine uh, who hosts a podcast, I actually saw her comment on this. And she, I thought, I mean, I was going to say it, but she said it. Uh, Melissa said, because it's his money. And I could almost hear the sarcasm in her voice when I saw the, the comment because it's his money. And she's right. It's his money. Why do we care what Elon Musk does with his money? It's his money. He can do whatever he wants with it so long as he isn't violating the law. He can do if, if Elon Musk wants to just forget about cars, forget about Twitter and just bang whores all day. He can do that. It's his money. If Elon Musk wants to build a rocket and go to Mars, he can do that. It's his money. If he wants to buy a company and that company sells and it's legal, he can do that. It's his money. And then you get other people that are a little less on, you know, a little less biased. And they're like, well, Jeff Bezos has a lot of money and Elon Musk has a lot of money. They should just give all that money to people that don't have anything. Why? Why should why should Jeff Bezos give away all of his money? I don't like Jeff Bezos. I don't like The Washington Post. I don't like Amazon. I don't like Whole Foods, but that doesn't mean I think Jeff Bezos should give his money away. And the only thing stupider than thinking Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk should give all their money away to people who don't want to work 
And that's the people that are calling for this because average everyday people who do work, even if they're struggling, usually don't think honestly. They might think of the idea. They don't honestly think, well, Jeff Bezos has more money. He should give me more money. I mean, that's like thinking, well, my neighbor has a bigger house, so they should give me some of their property. This collectivized for the better, for the for the common good, you know, communist attitude. But but it gets better. Here's the post. Elon Musk could have given each of the 330 million people living in America a million dollars and still had seven billion dollars left over. Why aren't more people talking about this? And I sat there just like you are. And I thought, okay, I'm not a mathematician, but I don't think that math is right. (laughs) It's like um, if you ever watched Arrested Development where maybe was throwing the bananas out at the banana stand. She's like, take a buck, banana, banana, dollar, dollar, banana. And the, the arsonist, the, the, big, the big black guy standing there, he's like, I think you, you might want to do that math again. You might want to do that because <laughs> you had to pay for the bananas originally. So you might want to do that math again. If Elon, okay, so simplifying it, a million people. If you gave a million dollars to a million people, that's a trillion dollars. So Elon Musk giving a million dollars to 330 million people. You could do the math. It's more, it's more than $33, $33 billion. He wouldn't have $7 billion left over. He could give a dollar to every American. That'd be $330 million. He could give a, a couple dollars to every American. Okay, but, but, but number one, it's, it's his money, first of all, because if I make money, I don't want people thinking, well, Ryan has money now. He, can, he, he, should, give, he should give us his money. No, it's my money. You don't get my money. It's my money. It's Elon Musk's money. It's Jeff Bezos's money. It's even Bill Gates. I hate Bill Gates. It's his money. He can do whatever he wants with it. Unless he's trying to harm people. So I'd oppose that. These people need to learn basic arithmetic. Elon Musk could give every American a million dollars and he'd have seven billion left over. No, he couldn't, you dunce. We're talking trillions of dollars, you dunce. How, how did our country produce such stupidity and ignorance? Not only do people think, well, he, he should just give us money. Hashtag LOL. But they also think that he has so much money, he could give every American a million dollars. Um, that's, that's more than $330 million. Jesus Christ. And then the best part is they actually thought he'd have money left over. <laughs> yeah, sure. So if, if, if Elon Musk is going to make this an open, honest, fair, decent platform, great. I don't really care one way or another, but it would be nice to post things and have a following without being censored and having my, my, my show, you know, blocked and shadow banned. I think people are upset because they're going to lose their petty perceived power, their ability to harass and attack and threaten. Uh, the, 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 these self-appointed arbiters of reality, the, these censor-driven fact-checkers, they're upset because their echo chambers of harassment and perversity and election tampering are now going to be uh, thwarted. They're going to be halted. They're going to be stopped. And they don't understand what free speech is. They don't understand what democracy is. They just repeat those words because they sound good. Maybe Elon Musk is, is totally honest or maybe he's just running a con. I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell if you try to place him into a political box because he doesn't fit into one. Or maybe 
Remember what he said on SNL? He said, I am emulating human. Maybe Elon Musk is just emulating free speech. Maybe he's just emulating a patriot. Maybe he's emulating a savior. I don't know. Time will tell, and that's for you to decide. If you want to follow us on Twitter, TST underscore underscore, like a dash, but an underscore underscore radio, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Please just go to Twitter, though. I think that might be the platform. So find us on Twitter, like us, and uh, communicate with us over there. rdgable at yahoo.com. Please subscribe to the archive on the website. You get the shows, the montages, the digital books, access to the show early if it's pre-recorded, a private RSS feed, and a physical copy of one of the books when you subscribe for one year. www.thesecretteachings.info You'll get rid of those monetized ads in the free archive. Otherwise, leave us a review on one of the radio podcast players. Find my books, Pro and Water Filters, Patreon, and T-shirts at thesecretteachings.info and stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Tonight's show, ruffled feathers, bruised beaks, all in the Twitterverse.